What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Uh, it's been about a week since I've been on. My cold fled up again, as you can tell from my last um, episode. I was a bit croaky, and I was all right in the week, and then I had a really stressful day at work, and then it just fucking, I just went into re- a relapse of snottiness and horrible croaky voice sneezing and all sorts it was fucking horrible so i'm just about better still a bit croaky though but i really wanted to get on with a uh, world cup podcast for the cricket world cup and also talk to you about the new um the newly announced mac pro because it's like a proper fucking gadget and if you've listened to the show before you'll know that i'm a real gadget motherfucker so um like i love that shit so um let me just bring up some of the (coughs) excuse me hang on medicine oh yes not too much mind because it is a school night and i don't really want to drink too much because it tends to make me feel really fucking shit so um how are the levels i'm wondering if i was a bit high on the levels before but maybe maybe that's okay um so, click it. <coughs> now, what I, I I did think about doing like a, a daily podcast episode for the Cricket World Cup, but I'm not sure anyone's going to be that interested in me ranting on about that every day. So I might do... Now, we've, I want to kind of get the first weekend out of the way and get... Most of the teams have played their first games by now. South Africa have played twice and lost twice. India don't play till tomorrow. What is today anyway? Tuesday the fourth of June. Um, so yeah, so now we're kind of into it. I mean it's gonna go on for like six fucking weeks. That's why I think a daily one you'll get fucking bored of very quickly. So um so yeah, I'm gonna do them every few days, I think. And also we've got our uh, Canadian Grand Prix thing happening this weekend, so that's gonna be great fun. I can't wait. I always love that Grand Prix. Um so again we'll we'll do a probably a post-practice session quali and race staggered saturday sunday monday because uh, it's obviously the canadian time difference is pretty drastic so i won't be able to watch the race until monday evening so um <coughs> so yes let us go to the cricket um so essentially if you don't know with the cricket world cup what happens is there's 10 teams and every plea every plane every team plays each other once um you then get scored in a table and then um, the top four go into a semi-final and then a final. So that way it kind of gets the most consistently good teams in the best form into the final, into the semi-finals and then the final. So it's quite a good way of doing it, but it is going to mean there's the odd upset along the way, as happened yesterday when England got beaten by Pakistan, even though we beat them (laughs) 4-0 like a few weeks ago. (laughs) We just decimated them, so... It's just um, one of those things that happens. A bit disappointing, but um, we batted well. We bowled pretty well. We just didn't field very well, and that kind of cost us the game at the end of the day. So it's one of those things. Um, as an English cricket fan, you do have to go through these things sometimes. But, I mean, we, we, we're just so confident going into it that it, I think it's just a bit of a shock that we've lost a game. I mean, I was calling that we weren't going to lose a game, but Owen Morgan, who's England captain, has just come out and said, look, it's not very likely that any team's going to get through this without losing the game or two. So um, it's looking like winning five games is going to be get you through pretty comfortably 
roughly speaking, maybe six games would be good. So you could afford to lose four games and still maybe get through. So, But the way England are planning it, they don't really want to lose a game. So they've obviously come up against it with Pakistan. So... Um, so yeah, well, um, we'll see how that goes. Um, what I might do, I'll bring up the fixtures. So um, we'll bring up the World Cup. Um, <laughs> so today we've got Afghanistan against Sri Lanka, which is going to be a great game because they're two kind of lower teams. But I think it could be quite a competitive game. So that's going to be quite entertaining. And Wednesday we've got a double header. We've got South Africa, India, which is India's first game of the World Cup. And then we've got Bangladesh against New Zealand. Uh, then Thursday we've got Australia West Indies if you can watch that game I highly recommend it I think it's going to be a really close game um, it's at Trent Bridge in Nottingham where England just played Pakistan and lost but the wicket they're playing on is going to be interesting it's a high scoring ground traditionally um, so yeah it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> what happens with that and then Friday we've got Pakistan Sri Lanka um, you've got to fancy Pakistan in that game. Um, the Australia-West Indies, I've got no idea who's going to win that. It could go either way. And I think either team, if they... Well, obviously one of them's going to lose, but um, I don't think either team could be that disappointed if they lose that game. Kind of the same with us against uh, Pakistan. I mean, they won the Champions Trophy, which was a tournament that got held a couple of years ago. Um, and they, they had a horrible start to it and then went on and just dominated and, and won the uh, tournament. So they are you know, capable of doing it. So, um, yeah, and then so that's Friday, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. Then Saturday, we've got England, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, New Zealand. You've got a fancy New Zealand to be top of the group, I reckon. I think they're going to be top of the group. I mean, we, we've obviously got to um, pick it up a bit. India-Australia on Sunday, that's going to be Sunday the 9th of June. That's going to be a great game. Uh, South Africa-West Indies, you've got a fancy West Indies on that one. Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh probably, Australia, Pakistan, and then we're not playing the West Indies again until the 14th of June. So, um, but then we've got quite a hard. I suppose we we play um, England, play Afghanistan after the West Indies, and then we play Sri Lanka. You got to fancy us there. <clears throat> England, Australia. It's going to be good. Who knows who's going to win that? Um, England, India. That's a huge game. England, New Zealand. So we've got a pretty hard finish to the group. So we, we want to be kind of almost already qualified by the time we face New Zealand and uh, India, really. So we've got to really not lose a game after this, just to be in a kind of safer position. So, yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting start to the, uh, to the World Cup. I might just talk you through <laughs> the results. Hang on, let me just get a bit of medicine. So, <clears throat> I wonder if we can go back. It's only giving us as of yesterday. So, um, <clears throat> I know I think we can go back. So, um, we'll start with the first game England, South Africa. England win by 104 runs. We played really well in that game, fielded really well. Batting was good, but not amazing. Um, bowled very well. South Africa just didn't turn up really. Um, and they were actually bowled all out for 207 off 39 overs, which is <laughs> not great for them. Uh, the next game was West Indies-Pakistan, and the West Indies won by seven wickets. They actually bowled out Pakistan for 105 off 21 overs, which 
was pretty incredible. Um, they just came in with this kind of short pitch bowling. They weren't bowling bounces, but it was short pitched and like really aggressive, um, very anti-social bowling. Um, and just bowled them out. They just just decimated them. Uh, the West Indies, 108 for three, chased it down in 13 overs. Pretty easy result for them. And then obviously with Pakistan playing like that, I mean, they were super disappointed. Um, and then, you know, Oh, they were super disappointed to get that result. Um, and it was like, oh, God, Pakistan are fucked, basically. But <laughs> it turns out they weren't. Um, the next game, Afghanistan-Australia. Australia won. Afghanistan only got 207. Australia 209 for three of 34 overs. Pretty easy game for them, really. They just kind of walked that. Uh, New Zealand just destroyed Sri Lanka, 136 all out of 29 overs, and they got the 137 they needed of 16 overs and didn't lose a wicket. So that's the way you want to win that. The next one was a really interesting one. It was Bangladesh against South Africa. Bangladesh actually won by 21 runs. They posted a target of 330 for six off their 50 overs, and South Africa got 309 for eight off their 50. So... Yeah, not far off from them, but it's um great job from Bangladesh. And um so that I mean we're playing them next on Saturday, so that's we've gotta we've gotta beat them. We have to beat them. So we're gonna come out firing all cylinders, hopefully. Um and then obviously yeah, England Pakistan who played yesterday. Um Pakistan scored three hundred and forty eight for eight off their fifty overs and we scored three hundred and thirty four for nine off our fifty, so they won by fourteen runs. So we didn't we bowled okay. Um, we we fielded really poorly. Not really poorly. We just had made a few mistakes. Uh, we dropped a catch that cost us about fifty runs. Uh, so the batsman we dropped went on to make another fifty runs. So that's that's why I say that. Um, and then there were a few like overthrows where just fielding mishaps and little things like that. But um, so it did cost us a few runs. I think that the fielding we weren't we were seemed a bit flat in the field, which seems a bit odd. I don't know why. Um, the attitude of the team just seemed a bit weird. I don't know what it was. It just, they just, yeah, it was it was weird. I don't know what was going on. We just seemed a bit angry and kind of frustrated, almost maybe because it wasn't quite going our way, and then we got a bit frustrated. And yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was, it was weird. Um, but I mean, the plus side is we we batted really well. Um, Jay Root got a hundred. Uh, Josh Butler got a hundred. A few other people got a few scores, um, <coughs> a few disappointing wickets there just at the wrong times, really, that kind of cost us the win. Otherwise, I think we would have chased it down. So we, I think we were a bit unlucky. I mean, Pakistan played superbly well. Like, you can't take anything away from them. Um, but they probably played up to their probably peak, really. Like, you know, they were probably playing about 90% of what they're capable of, at least. Um, but England, we were very under par generally, so we were probably 50-60% of what we're kind of capable of. So, um, And the fact that we almost chased the runs down, you've got to be kind of happy with that, and we did battle well. So, yeah, a bit of a shame we lost, but, you know, what are you going to do? These things happen. So, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see... Um, <laughs> what happens tonight obviously we don't want to be in a position where we're waiting where we're expecting other results to go our way for us to get through we want to be in a position where we can just get through so Afghanistan Sri Lanka I mean it's going to be so I don't know looking at the fixtures and you know obviously only the top four go through like it's it's going to come down to 
rum rates and you know maybe the odd lucky lucky call so it's looking a lot closer than people were expecting between some of the lower down teams um or, or the teams who you weren't kind of expecting to be top four but you know pakistan are in with a shout india well obviously india australia new zealand england um west indies that's five teams that are all seem to be playing very well and if you put pakistan in that who seem to be a bit of a have a bit of a resurgence so that's six teams right there um bangladesh uh, seems to be playing well as well seven teams like it's going to be tight i mean fuck i was really confident going in about england because we've just been so confident in the lead up to it and how we're playing and everything so you just have to i guess we just have to back our ability and and hope it goes well but oh god i'm trying not to be negative so yeah we're going to get through but it's going to be we're going to have to really up our game and and show why we're number one to be able to do it um but it is very stressful i mean it's so fucking stressful i don't like being a sports fan because it's it can be just too detrimental on your health so um God knows, but it's one of the one teams I actually support in in sport is England as a cricket team. So um, I'm more bothered about the Ashes, but um, the World Cup is big. So yeah, it's um, oh god. Anyway, stressful. But there we go. Um, I don't know if I've summarised that very well, or if anyone's actually interested in that. But um, I just want to kind of say my bit there. Um, I fancy West Indies. They're my number two team. They always have been, and that. They look like they're playing well, so I hope they go well and get through to the semis. Hopefully not at England's cost, but if they do um, and we don't get through, then that's the team I'll be supporting from the semi-finals onwards because um, it's always been my number two team from when I was growing up. I don't know what it was. I mean, I saw them play live when I was younger and um, there's always something about the West Indies that I've always liked. Um, and just because of their dominance during the time when I was watching cricket as a youngster, I think that's probably what it was. But um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's cool. Like Brian Lara and Curly Ambrose, Courtney Walsh, and I was kind of that kind of era. Richie Richardson and you know Viv Richards towards the end of his career, and yeah, yeah awesome stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, predicting top four for me, I think England, New Zealand, Australia. India and maybe West Indies. Yeah, it's going to be so tight. I just they're probably the top five I can give you. But in what order that top five is going to be, who fucking knows? I mean, it could go anyway, really. So anyway, enough of all that jazz. Um, oh, I found a new hemp company in Vitica Hemp. So i n d i v i t a hemp dot com. Um, they ship to Australia. And they they do proper strong CBD oil. Um, So that's quite exciting. I might give it a go, but it's quite expensive. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I found out the other day, they randomly sent me an email. So obviously I'm on some mailing list for CBD from someone because of researching various companies. But my current favorite is Charlotte's Web. But they seem to... um, they offer a slightly less strong one that is slightly more affordable price. But they're just all sold out. So I don't know if they have any issues distributing <laughs> within Australia so I don't know what's going on but anyway never mind um, so let us just go to apple.com and I want to talk about the new Mac Pro because they've announced loads of cool stuff like a new display the new Mac Pro uh, some other cool stuff with the operating systems a new iPad operating system 
like a iPad OS it's called. Um, that's going to be quite interesting because I've got an iPad Pro. Um, not the latest one, but the one before, so it's still pretty good. So that's quite exciting about that. Um, but yeah, the Mac Pro, <laughs> it's kind of gone back to the um, the cheese grater style design from the G5 era. And everyone's saying, oh, it looks like a cheese grater, it looks like a cheese grater. But that's what everyone fucking said about the G5, but they don't remember because they're too fucking young. So it's funny how it's just all come round and they think they're being really original by calling it a cheese grater. But it's like, now nah, that, that joke's about 15 years old, mate. But never mind. <laughs> um, it's definitely an evolution of their G5 design. It's um, it's interesting to see how designs have kind of changed and developed over time. But um, So yeah, I mean, the new Mac Pro got announced at the uh, Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple today, um, along with a few other things. And... It looks like a beastly machine, but it is so fucking expensive. Like, it's like Apple kind of have gone, oh, you want a pro computer, do you? Right, here you go. And just gone full balls out pro for a very niche market of people who can actually afford the fucking thing. Like, I don't know how I'd ever afford to buy this fucking thing. Unless Apple want to give me a free one to test. If you do, give us a shout and I'll happily test it out. It might be a bit overkill for my photoshopping though, because I think it's more aimed at video editing and rendering and all that kind of shit. So, um, I mean, it's super powerful. I mean, holy fucking shit! Like, um, it's all like kind of aluminium, bloody blah, blah, fancy, and just how it's all been packaged. It's like a tower, traditional kind of tower computer, but done in Apple's unique way. Um, and fucking hell, it's just a beast. So. I mean, you can go to apple.com and, and have a look at it yourself, but, um, I mean, they have gone full pro. I mean, they seem to have listened to everyone. It's fully modular. You can plug stuff in. You can add stuff. You can put RAM in as much as you want. Like, you can put 1.5 terabytes of RAM in the fucking thing. I mean, that is ridiculous. You get dual graphics cards in there. Um, the processor, you can go from a... Um, excuse me let me just go to the tech specs and we'll talk you through it so um so you can go from an eight core um to a 28 core um processor which is just ridiculous so as standard at the prices they've quoted it's starting at six thousand dollars us um that's for the eight core which is a 3.5 gigahertz intel xeon w with eight cores 16 threads 25 megabyte cache and you can get a terabyte of memory into it um, but only at 20,666 megahertz memory so <laughs> it's kind of weird that they're from this pro machine at this massive price yet the base spec isn't that good like it's all right but as a i mean this i mean no one no one should buy the eight core version i'm sorry if you're getting one of these you've got to spec it up a bit because it's just not worth it's just not fucking worth it otherwise. Like, cause you, I don't know that you can upgrade the processor. Once that's in, that's in, I think. Maybe you can, I don't know, because it all seems quite modular how it's been designed. So it's just nuts. I mean, you've got a 12-core, which can actually handle the faster RAM, but still only a terabyte of it, as with the same with the 16-core. Um, same speed, 3.5 gigahertz, blah de blah 31 meg cache. I mean, that's pretty huge really you start getting into the real serious stuff when you get up to the 24 core thing but fuck knows how much that's going to cost i mean you're talking thousands of dollars extra once you start going up in the process of things especially apple prices so it's um 
I mean, I'd say if you're going to do it, you've got to go at least to the 12 core as a bare minimum, bare minimum, because at least it gives you that slight boost in the um, <laughs> performance. But uh, single core speeds, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting how they're doing it. I mean, if you go up to the 28 core, you've got a 2.5 gigahertz Intel Z on W, whereas the 16 cores are 3.2 gigahertz. So obviously, the more cores you get, the slower your gigahertz. I mean, I've no idea what that means or why that is. I mean, I'd have to bro science that to figure that shit out. But um, but yeah, so I think bare minimum, you're going to have to go with a 12 core. Otherwise, it's not just, it's not worth it. And that's going to cost you another grand, I reckon, on top of whatever. So let's say in Australian dollars, 6,000. Let's have a look. I mean, obviously, it might be a little bit different, but uh, hang on, 6,000 AUD to US dollars. Oh, no, other way around. No, 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 no. What an idiot. 6,000. Yeah, so that's straight away, that's eight and a half grand, boom, <laughs> for the base spec. Roughly speaking, maybe it'll be a little bit cheaper, but <laughs> maybe let's say eight grand they'll do it for maybe um, but maybe not maybe it'll be more and that just for a base spec machine so let's say you have a grand on top of that just to get the Xeon extra thing that's 7 grand so that's 10 grand Australian dollars straight away before you do anything and that's um, and if we go down to look so past the processors you go into memory so a standard on the 8 core you get 32 gig of RAM which is not enough for a machine like that like if you're going to do it you've got to go You've got to rack it up to at least... I mean, it'll do a 96 gig, so that's pretty sweet. But you want to go at least like 64 or something. So um, let's say you go to the 96 gig, which is... Um, and actually, the, the, it's got 12 RAM slots in it, which is fucking insane. I oh, know, six RAM slots. Is it six? Hang on a minute. In 12 user-accessible DIMM slots. One, two, three, four, five... Yeah, it's 12. That's fucking mental. So 1.5 terabytes is insane. And actually, the, the processor can handle two terabytes of RAM, but they obviously you can't get RAM big enough to do that at the moment. So the maximum you can get is one and a half terabytes, which is um, 12 128 gig DIMMs, which is RAMs, bits of RAM. <laughs> I'm not very technical. You might have figured that out. I'm only a semi-geek. Uh, so, yeah. So by the time you spec it up to 96 gig of RAM, that's going to cost you another couple of grand or 1500 so that's like 12 grand straight away just for a slightly better processor and enough ram to really make it worth it but obviously you can configure that up as you go and then the graphics card is standard you get a radium pro 580x um which is still pretty good but again if you're getting this pro thing What's the fucking point? You may, you can get a Radeon Pro Vega 2 or you can get the Radeon Pro Vega 2 Duo. Now, these do seem like pretty beastly graphics cards. And then you can get two of them in there if you want. So, I mean, it's going to get mental. There's a really big power supply, so you can just handle, you can just chuck shitloads in it and it will handle it. Like, it just won't matter. Um, it's got all these PCI Express expansion, expansion, expansion slots. I don't know what that means. You can just plug cool shit into it. Um, there's something called the Afterburner ProRes and ProRes Raw Accelerator card. So if you're doing loads of video editing, then you get this thing put in. And it allows you to do three streams of 8K ProRes Raw files or 12 streams of 4K ProRes Raw files simultaneously. 
I don't know what that means, but that sounds impressive. I think you can put 12 things simultaneously into the machine and flow that through into your workflow um, and just renders it real time. I mean, it's mental. I mean, that is absolutely mental. And then comes the solid state storage. Now, as standard, you get 256 gig of solid state storage. I mean, fucking hell, come on, Apple. That isn't even going to cover all your programs and shit like that. I mean, why? Like, if you're going to sell a pro machine, why? Oh, no, it comes with 512. Sorry, yeah, 512 gigs. So it's two. It's 256 gig drives. It's got it's got the ability to have two solid state drives put into it. So again, offering half a terabyte, it just is not enough at all. It's just mental. Like if if they're going to do it, at least put throw in a a terabyte rather than half a terabyte it, just to start it off at just to try and make it a little bit more accessible to the the common folk who want to get a bit of power out of their system i mean it's just mental and you can bring that up to four terabytes if you want this as two two terabyte modules so <laughs> so i mean that's pretty cool but fucking hell i mean the amount of money you're gonna have to spend to spec that I, I can't wait for this to come out and when it is i'll go through it on on here with you guys and i'll spec it up on on here and we'll see how much it's going to cost i reckon maximum spec uh i love doing it you go on the apple site and you go buy and then you spec it all up and you see how much the total is going to be just for a laugh the imac pro if you maximum spec it is twenty two thousand dollars um i reckon this is going to be pushing 40 grand by the time you if you max spec everything like a terabyte and a half of ram four terabytes solid state dual um the the uh the, the super duper extra graphics built in graphics card two of the adium radium amd radium pro vega twos you know four terabytes solid state blah de, blah um yeah it's gonna be mental i reckon 40 grand that's what i'm calling um and that's just insane for a machine like that i mean what the fuck are you gonna do with that thing you could just take down the fucking the whole planet with that thing fucking hell um <laughs> it's got loads of input ports two usb3 ports it's got usb a which it will do as well it's got loads of thunderbolt 3 ports um which is like usb c it's got 12 of those ports at the back it's got some on the top as well so for easy access for your hard drives and shit um i mean i guess if you do want to save some money the thing to do is get a get it with the half terabyte of of solid state and just buy some external solid state hard drives and save a bit of money because um, it's going to be quick still so that might be the thing to do <laughs> fuck knows how much the afterburner graphics card is going to be this name like that you've got to expect it's going to be expensive um, and that's kind of it you get a keyboard um, uh, mouse with it and a couple of wires that's basically it um it's nuts. I mean, it's. I'd love one. It'd be amazing to get one of these. I'd absolutely love to get one, but I don't know what I'd do with it, honestly. I mean, I've got a little 11-inch MacBook Air, and that's fine. <laughs> I can still do all my Photoshop stuff with that if I had to. So um, you don't quite get the colour uh, support through the graphics card on it. You need to get a better laptop if you're doing real high-end colour stuff at home. But, um, yeah, badass fucking machine. It's just awesome. <laughs> it looks great. I really like it. Um, and it looks so intricately designed like it's a beautiful like the internals how it's all put together and all the casings on it and stuff I mean it is it's a work of art it's fucking amazing um, and you can take the feet off and put wheels on it so if you want to wheel it around for whatever reason um, ride it like a bike or something 
uh, and you can stick it in like a server rack as well if you want to. Um, I mean, they've, they've really thought about it and it's a beautiful thing, but I just don't know who's going to fucking buy it, really. I mean, it's mental. <laughs> fucking mental. But anyway, enough of that. What I want to talk about, though, is the new display. It's called Pro, Pro Display XDR. It looks fucking sick. 32-inch Retina 6K display. Interesting leading brightness and contrast ratio. Really big color gamut, which means how many colors it can display. It's up in the billions, which means it's like... It's perfect for retouching and color grading video and all that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> they reckon... Now, it's expensive. Okay, I ain't going to get you wrong. It is expensive. But this could be the actual bargain of the whole thing. Because even though it seems expensive, if you spec up a 4K 32-inch ISO monitor, which are they're like industry standard color uh, for monitors, like they're just the top level for retouching at least. Um, it's what I use as an ISO. Um, so this this the 4K 32-inch version of that is seven and a half thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, obviously. But this thing is starting at $5,000 US but it doesn't get sold with the stand the thing that the, the monitor kind of is held up by you have to pay an extra $1,000 for that now a lot of people have heard that and gone oh what the fuck that's ridiculous but it has one of those VESA mounts on the back so if you've got so most pro users are going to potentially have these wall mounted systems with their monitors on it and stuff or they're going to have these like monitors on this kind of like an arm that's got these visa mounts so i get why apple have done that and it's actually quite a good thing because it means you actually can save some money you don't have to buy the stand with it and you can just hook that up to your existing setup and it boom goes straight in so that does make sense so i people seem to be taking that a bit weirdly that you have to pay for the stand but it, it makes total sense to me and it's actually a good thing i think that they've done that um, if you add the stand, it's an extra thousand dollars, so that brings it up to six grand. So that's bringing it up into that seven and a half thousand dollar US, not US, um, Australian, like maybe eight grand for this monitor. Now, that to me actually seems like quite a good deal when you compare it to the ISO because it's got better contrast, better brightness, um, latest screen tech, all that thing. It looks fucking cool as fuck. 6K rather than 4K, so it's more stuff on screen. Um, you know, 10-bit color depth, all that kind of P3 wide color gamut for um, for video and all that kind of shit. Um, all LED and blah 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 and HDR and which is you know what they're doing at the moment. Um, it's um, yeah, I mean it's super cool monitor, and like I said, for the price, it's about on a par with that 4K ISO. So it doesn't seem that ridiculous. It seems about about right. It looks sexy as well, and the um, it's got an anti-glare coating on it, or you can get it in matte if you want, which is much better for a retoucher because you don't like reflections. <laughs> um, and the Mac Pro, if you get the Mac Pro, you can get like six of these things simultaneously running on it, which would just be mental. If I win the lottery tonight, I'll, I'll get that set up and everyone can see it. Um, come on, the lottery. Yeah, so it's... Um, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it would be a fucking dream setup for sure. But, you know, you could just spec up and build your own PC and have a very similar setup for a lot less money. Um, maybe not quite the same power, but not far off. I mean, it's it's just mental. So, um, 
and it comes pre-calibrated but as a retoucher you probably want to be able to customize the calibration but i mean you know maybe it's uh maybe it's good maybe it's all right so um yeah it's a very sexy fucking thing and you can rotate it to go portrait mode as well which retouchers like doing sometimes i mean i don't quite understand why but um yeah it's a very sexily designed thing like a really minimal design one piece of aluminium with this cool swiveling head thing and oh yeah it's very sexy <laughs> very sexy so um yeah so there we go like i said i think that is the bargain of the of all bargains that thing um so out of everything i mean the mac pro is just ridiculously expensive <laughs> like it's just mental if you can afford it and go for it man it's going to be awesome but um i'd say for the screen if you're in the market for a 4k plus um 32 inch screen um that's industry leading in terms of color and accuracy and all that then it is actually a bargain they're talking about it being so good in terms of the specs that um it kind of competes with these like super duper high-end forty thousand dollar monitors that are designed for like high-end reference color grading and all that shit so and the fact that you can pick that up for like six grand is actually quite a bargain so um yeah Oh, it just looks so fucking good. One day, one day. I've got to work harder, I think, if I want one of these. So if you want to give me a job which uh, pays me a shitload of money, then get in touch. and um, Or maybe sponsor the podcast. If Apple, do you want to sponsor this podcast and I'll test out all your shit for you? Like I said, I think your display is wicked. It's it's such a good idea and I think that is, you've nailed You've nailed it for the for the display. I think it's absolutely perfect. Pricing, everything is is good. It may seem a lot to to people who don't understand, but it's um it's just next level what, what it can do. So um so yeah, good job on that. Now the for the Mac Pro, good job, but fucking hell, it's a lot of money. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the trouble is, if you're like deep into Apple, then um and you want superpower, then you kind of that's what you got to go for. Uh, I mean, I think the sweet spot. I think, did I talk about this? I don't know if I did, but the sweet spot is the new iMac. Um, if you don't want to spend that much money and you want to um, get a really decent machine for using at home that you can retouch on, that, you, that is really powerful, um, go for the iMac and um, maybe I'll just break down those specs for you actually and tell you what I think I would do. So you go 27-inch iMac, uh, you go for the... Um, <laughs> hang on a minute. Let us just go to the apple uh, apple store because i was on the australia i was on the us one so yeah imac um macbook uh imac sorry so don't worry don't bother with the, the uh imac pro it's just not worth it you go the 5k retina display the top spec one which starts at three and a half thousand dollars australian um, and then what you do is, is you bump it up to the 8-core 9th gen Intel i9. Um, memory, you leave it on 8 gig of RAM because you can put your own RAM in the back, which a lot of people don't realize. It's like a little clicky thing that you click out and then you've got four slots for RAM. And then you can actually put 128 gig of RAM into that if you want because they do four 32 gig modules for it now. A company has done that. I think it's OWC that do it, but they also do a 64 gig RAM set up for that as well. So you can save about six or $700 if you do that. So you leave the memory on eight gig of RAM. The graphics, you bump up to the Radeon Pro Vega 48 with eight gig of video memory with 
HBM2 memory. I don't know what that means. Now, storage, what I would do here is I would just go to the 512 gig solid state storage. Um, and that brings it to a nice, that brings it to $5,000 bang on pretty much. So <laughs> what I do is do that because it's an extra $640 for, to get a terabyte. So for that money, you could get probably a two terabyte USB-C Thunderbolt 3 solid state hard drive, which is super fucking fast and just plug that in and just literally stick it around the back and don't ever touch it. And that can be two terabytes of super fast memory um, that you have in your computer, which you can either use as a scratch disk or to store files on or whatever you want. Um, and you're probably going to get away with it like that. So that's like five grand bang on. And that is a super powerful machine. It will last you five years easy. Um, you can edit video in 4K on it, no problems. Your Photoshopping, even if you did high-end stuff, loads of layers, doesn't matter. It will just eat through it, no problems. Um, and yeah, it'd be great. And like I said, you put your own RAM in. So for about $400, I think it is, you can get 64 gig of RAM in there. Um, whereas if you get it from Apple, it's $1,600 to do that. So, um, so yeah, that's like at least $1,100 that you're saving, um, which is mental, really. So I thought there was 600 bucks. But yeah, you can save a shitload of money. So that's the thing to do. So for like, let's say, five and a half grand plus another bit, so six grand all in with a nice solid state hard drive that you can plug in the back and with um, your own RAM that you put in the back, that gives you a really beautiful machine. Um, and the the screen is like a 5K retina display, so loads really good color gamut, really good for retouching, video editing, all that kind of stuff. Um, great for watching movies on as well if you use your computer like that. Um, it's a 27 inch screen, so pretty good size. Um, yeah, and that's it. And then what I'd actually do is I'd just bump in the Apple warranty, Apple Care thing because that actually um, <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, you can get the extended Apple Care. It's like 200 and something or other. Yeah, so you can add the Apple Care to it if you want to do that, but you can always just um, make sure it's covered on your house insurance, and you know you'll be set. So, yeah, I've been waffling a lot. Sorry, I'm just um, yeah, been thinking about all this stuff recently. Um, and if you want to go portable, you can go laptops and just go full spec, ridiculous um, MacBook Pro, which again they've just released all the new processes for that, so you can get a pretty decent machine um, and have the sort of portability. But that's going to cost you about six to six thousand two hundred. So. Um, it depends what you're after really but yeah that iMac is definitely the sweet spot um, for sure so yeah so yes there we go um, and if you've obviously got 20 grand to spare and you want to get a Mac Pro then fucking do it because it's going to be awesome um, I mean there's not really much point unless you uh, do high end video rendering and shit but you know if you're just going to check your emails and do a bit of light photography work then you really don't need that power this i mean the, the mac pro is literally for high-end pro users and that's kind of it so um yeah so there we go um i mean at least they've kind of done it and offered the support to the pro users and but i just think they've maybe specced out a lot of people because the price is just so high um but i think the screen's great though that's i think that's perfectly priced and um that's going to be the, the real steal to get one of those, I think. So that's what I'd recommend you do if you're going to whack a load of money into something because that screen is absolutely beautiful. So, um, and just as good as an ISO, I reckon. So, which is kind of industry standard for 
colour correction, retouching, all that sort of shit. So, so yes, there we go. Um, that is enough waffling. I've got my dinner in the oven that I've got to go and check on that I've completely forgotten about. So hopefully it's not caught fire. Um, thanks for tuning in. I'm someone at Whiskey Tales. It was a little cricket and gadget thing which is a bit odd but there you go um i'll probably do another little review of the cricket um maybe after the australia west indies game because i think that's going to be awesome so i might do that friday and then that will set us up for our weekend of formula one so saturday sunday monday for the practice session quali and race because i quite enjoy doing those so we'll, we'll have those as well and then hopefully we'll have another little social podcast with the unicorn um probably going to do that saturday we're going to try this week but i'm getting stitched up at work because everyone's fucking ill i don't know if that's my fault um but everyone's off sick so i'm getting stitched up all over the place all, all my retouching buddies are off sick so i'm getting i'm even doing design which is just should not happen but i mean anyway <laughs> ironically i'm pretty good at it so um not that i'm really a designer but uh yes that's me being um, what's the word? Modest. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much, and we will be back with some cricket chat, some social stuff over the weekend, and mixed in with all our Formula One episodes as well. Canadian Grand Prix, it's going to be awesome. If you're in Australia, it's all you basically just have to be a day behind it all really to be able to watch it. Otherwise, you're going to be up at stupid hours in the morning or something. So, um, so yeah, we'll be there Saturday morning for the first episode, which will be the roundup of the first two practice sessions. So tune in then. Um, if you want to tune in on Friday for the catch up on the cricket world cup from this week then that would be great tune in then and then we'll throw in our little social podcast in between then hopefully saturday night as well so there we go an exciting few days of podcasting coming up and um again uh, email me in at podcast at harmonic whiskey tales if you'd like to answer ask a question or um get in touch to come on the show if you know me personally just throw me an email or Get me on Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or whatever it is and we'll set something up. I'm trying to get my friend to come on the show and talk about food because whenever we meet up, all we do is talk about food. So I thought we could just talk about awesome food experiences because I always like talking about that and maybe make a slight um, relaxation of my rules of whiskey drinking and maybe drink a little bit more for that episode potentially. So yes, kind of beyond the medicinal uh, usage only kind of thing so yes there we go thanks for tuning in god i've waffled for 40 minutes fucking hell hopefully that wasn't too boring for everyone um thanks for tuning in and we'll be back very soon cheers bye